Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Is God good? Amen. All the time. Glory to God. God is a good God. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence here with us, Lord. Yes. God, bless your word in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord God to manifest your great power. In Jesus' name. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. We ask you to bless. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know. I feel tall. <laughs> I don't know if it's, is it, is it drop lower? I feel tall. I don't know. Maybe God, I've been asking God, I don't want to be six foot six. <laughs> Maybe it's kidding. <laughs> I looked on as a big boy. Because I usually get to see it. And I'm looking, I'm way over it. Well, praise God. How many God can do that? I tell you what God told me one, one day that, that kind of blew my mind. You folks, are, you know, everybody have that. But God told me one day, he said to me, one of these days, folks will come in here and the ones who are I would say, wonderfully endowed, right? Will will literally have to hold on to their pants, and, and <laughs> no, seriously, got to hold on to their pants because weight will come off them like melted butter. And never forget that God shared that with me. And so you, you all who don't come to church one of these Sundays, they're gonna be sorry that you didn't come. <laughs> Because they told me it's going to be those who are here. Hallelujah. I'm just saying what I think. I asked if you could give me some beer. That's what I said, Lord. And this is what I use in scripture of God. I said, Lord, you said the hair on our heads are numbered. I guess the kid know. I'm just saying. I'm just nobody's laughing when it's all right. <laughs> I joke myself, right? Hallelujah. How many know that the devil can't stop you? You're a child of God. Amen. Nobody talking to me this morning, right? Amen. That means I'm gonna preach a long, 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 long message. You're gonna be sorry you didn't say man, you know, and Shirley said you need to, you need to, you need to support. Last week. Hallelujah. But I mean, I got the Holy Ghost. So if you all don't help me right, I got my helper with me, glory to God. He's going to help me to preach this word and give it to you. I said, I'm going to give it to you. Hallelujah. So, I was saying, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And I, I'm, I'm going back and forth. Today is is Yom Kippur, you know? Yom Kippur. That means atonement. 
Somebody say, atonement. How many know that God didn't put it in the Bible for the Jews alone? How many know everything is in the Bible is for us? So if we try to separate it, but God didn't separate it. How many know that? He didn't separate it. So for us to realize, because some of you, when you hear me talk about young people, so oh, is he going Jewish? No, I'm not. I'm going Bible. Hallelujah. I'm doing what the Bible says to do, and I'm talking about the whole Bible, the old complete Bible. There was no New Testament and Old Testament. Man put that there. There were no verses. Man put that there. You see? So I'm saying to you, and that's good because, you know, it's easy for us to find the chapters and all that stuff. But it was put there by man. And man gave the story that we should, uh, we're, 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 we, we are the new Jew. The church is the new Jew. So you get rid of the Jews and it's placed them with the church. That's the biggest lie that enemy would tell you. The Bible says, Jew and Gentiles come together to make one new man. Amen. That's what he says. Amen. And that's what we're going to do in this house. We're going to believe God that one of these days, as a matter of fact, when the revival comes, how many of there is a revival coming? And it's not going to be run by a church or an organization. It's going to be moved. It's just going to be a move of the Holy Ghost. And guess what? I found out that the Holy Ghost told me that I'm going to be part of it. I'm going to be alive when it happens. Amen. Praise the Lord. Here we're going to be alive. Amen. We've been praying for it all these years. You think God is going to make it happen that we're not, we're not part of it? It started already, but some of you don't know it. In Auburn University, you see, the revival will start and some of you don't pick it up. So you, you, you read different news, but you don't read the real news. I read the news through the eyes of God. I read the news to see the fulfillment of things in the Bible. Yes. And in Auburn University, 200 young kids were baptized. Yes. 200. And guess what happened? The whole bunch of folks protesting now. That that is happening, separation of church and state. That's what they say. How many of you can't move, take God out of America? You can't take God out of Russia. You can't take God out of China. You, God is everywhere. Amen. 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 <laughs> and I didn't find a way to get there. Glory to God. How was this reading? I've been reading about revivals, studying about revivals. I mean, you should do that sometimes to find out what happened. In revivals. And I found out that nobody talked about it because the news media and the, and the Americans want to look at Russia as a communist country, a godly country. They don't have no God in them and all that stuff. But do you know the greatest move of God took place in Russia? And we don't even know about it. As a matter of fact, the Armenians, the Armenians, Right? Who the Turks massacred the Armenians. Do you know that when they, they came, they came to California. And if I call a name Duma Shikari, he is, he was one of the group that came 
He was ahead of the full gospel business then, if you guys remember that. I'm saying all of this just to show you what, what is coming. When he came to California, how many have heard of the Kardashians? The Kardashians, right? Do you know that they came in that group? When Dumas Shakiri came, they were, they're not following God as they should right now, but some of them are in their family. But they were Pentecostal folks. And God brought them to California at the time when one of the greatest moves of God took place in this country and in the world. One of the greatest moves of God that ever took place after Pentecost. Folks don't even know this. Happened where? In Azusa Street. In Azusa Street, it happened. And what happened was that one high black man who couldn't, who could not, couldn't read, could not write, his wife would read the scriptures to him. And he was going to preach. And people, when he would preach, people would think that he's well educated. <laughs> because he was preaching, preaching on the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And there was a move of God I've never seen. It went all over the world. And it was for really long. Every Pentecostal movement that you see in the world today are all over the world came to Azusa Street. Let's name them. Assemblies of God. Church of God in Christ. Four Square. I can name a whole bunch of any one of them came through Azusa Street. Let's be for real. White leader blocked it out. The Hebrew kept it out of history. I had to dig together information about what happened there. There were so many miracles happened that they thought that the move of God, the move of God that Joel chapter 2 spoke about, they thought that had come. It came. There are so many miracles. But I'm here to say to you, it's going to happen again. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> oh, you better get, you, uh, you get, uh, uh, and the Spirit of God told me, he said, start preaching anything you preach just to get them ready to receive the glory that's coming. Because some of you are going to miss it. Some of you are going to be in your religious self. Some of you are so taken up with a whole bunch of stuff unforgiveness and all that stuff and all that you're going to walk in it's been going on and you will criticize it instead of getting involved in what God is doing but I'm going to preach that this morning I'm going to talk about what the devil meant for evil God turned it around for your good come on say God turned it around God turned it around there are things that are happening to you now and you are saying, what is this happening to me? I'm here to say to you this morning, God's going to turn it around. God's going to turn it around. Hallelujah. 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 Let's turn to Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. 
Genesis chapter 50. How many know? And I'm going to mix up this with a whole bunch of different things. This is because going to be a whole bunch of stuff coming together, but it, it will come together. The Holy Ghost gave it to me, and it's going to bring it together. Hallelujah. How many know that Jesus is Lord? How many know that Jesus, you know, the, the Bible says that, tell Moses, he said to Moses, I want to let you know that God is going to bring a prophet just like you. Just like you. But he's going to come. And when he comes, you should obey him. You should trust him. And guess what? The Jewish folks missed it. They missed the move of God. God came in flesh. Came to the people and they missed it. The glory of God came. Full of Full of grace and truth. Came in power. Came healing the sick. Came raising the dead. Came walking on water. Came doing miracles that man has never seen happen. And they walked away from it. Hallelujah. But as for you, I'm going to read it. 520 says, But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God made it for good. Oh my God. In order to bring it about as it is this day. To save many people alive. Now therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. How many know that when things happen, when things take place, when things happen around you, how many have had things happen to you that you look at you, you say to yourself, why me, Lord? <laughs> why, why me? I'm here to say to you, why not you? Amen. Amen. If you know where the scripture comes from, came from the life of Joseph. Joseph was what? You know the story. I don't have to go on to all of it. I want to tell it to you. He, Joseph had 11 brothers. Amen? Amen. And what happened? He had a dream and he told them the dream. Amen? He told them the dream. Sometimes when you have a dream, you got to watch who you tell it to. Right? Amen. Sometimes God give you something, something you gotta be careful who you share it with. You know, God, God, God took me a uh, uh, way up, give me an experience that this week, right? But God said, don't tell it to everybody, cause they won't believe you. So I told it to my wife. I think she's still she's absorbing it, but it's good. <laughs> she's processing it. But let me tell you something. There's some things that God will share with you that you don't need to tell nobody. You see, you go tell them the next thing you know, by the time you finish telling them, they talk you out of it. They don't tell you, well, you know, yes, yes, I know you may believe that God speak to you and, um, yeah, he speak to you, but I don't know, I don't know, I don't know that's going to happen. No, 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 don't tell them, but just believe God. God is going to bring the past. There's a whole bunch of stuff that God told me when I came to this place, when I came to Red Hook. God gave me a whole bunch of stuff that has never come to pass yet. 
Has it come to pass yet? But do you know? I'm still believing. Some of you haven't told you guys. Some of you have told you guys. But I'm going to see it happen. Amen. Right in front of you. You're going to see that right in front of you. It started happening already. You see, when you when when God tells you something, start looking. Every day, look for it. Every day, look for it. So the, the, he told his brother, and when he told his brother, his brother said, man, you don't want to be head over us? We're going to see. Amen? Amen? And you know what happened? They took him and sold him into slavery. And, and they, they, they think that, oh, well, it's over. It's over. He's gone. It's nothing, nothing going to happen. I guess what he dreamed about ruling over us is not going to happen. He's gone. He sold him into slavery. And, they, and they, they, they're happy about it. How many know you have some people will be happy that your dream don't come through? But is it true, right? That's why you have to be careful you tell who you tell it to. Right? Because you must understand what happened. But God, whatever God says, come on, whatever God says, God will do. Whatever, that's for you, Brother Rich. Whatever God promised you, God will do it. You keep it, write it down, write it down. Anything God speaks to you, don't. So then you can take a sister, your brother, your children, just write it down and say, Bless God. When the right time comes, God will let me know who to tell it to. Amen. So whatever he went and he told it to his brothers and you know what happened? He said him to slavery. Think it was over. Years passed by. He was 17 years old when they sent him up. Good man, right? Years passed by. He got to when he was 30. And he said, I ain't coming back. What the devil meant for Eva. God is turning around. <laughs> I'm saying to you this morning, you may not look like it's going to happen, but if God said it, oh my God, he can't change his word. He's not a, he's not a person with a forked tongue. Huh? He's a person, whatever he says, he's going to bring it to pass. I'm letting it's going to come to pass. And while they were there talking and saying all the stuff, they didn't know. That a famine would hit. How many know that when when you share things with people, they try to talk you down. Even if they talk you down, it's going to happen. It's going to take place. God is going to bring it to pass. Amen. And while they were there in famine, guess what? Joseph was enjoying abundance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody got to help me here. Whenever God speaks to you, hallelujah. When the folks, unbelievers, when they are in all kind of trouble, guess what? You've been walking nicely, enjoying the blessings of God. And I said, why is it she's so happy? Why is it she's enjoying all, or he's enjoying what she's enjoying? Why is it? Because I'm a child of promise, one. Two, because God spoke to me, glory to God. And because I heard God, 
God is going to bring it to pass. Yes. Hallelujah. So Joseph, Joseph went down to Egypt, you know that. I think he was dead. His father thought he was dead. Everybody thought he was dead. But how many know God believed he was resurrected the dead yes. to answer your prayer? Yes. <laughs> yes. If you don't think so. Oh God, that's all my God is. He resurrected dead to get to your promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Divine providence. Hallelujah. The ability for God, God's ability to transform things, to even make, create things. He will even create things to get to your promise. Amen. To get to you what he told you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> I never forget. When I was doing this. God said I want, I want you to talk about this. Because what happened is this. That. The Egyptians. After. Joseph, you know, God through, you know, the story of Joseph, and they were in Egypt for 400, 400 years. God done delivered them out of Egypt. And God promised them, this is what God promised them, I'm going to lead you, I'm going to take you to the promised land. You know what God told them? He says, I, I made a promise, I made a promise to who? Who he made a promise to? To to Abraham. He made a covenant with Abraham. He said to Abraham, your children going to be in captivity for 400 years and I'm going to mildly take them out of Egypt. I'm going to take them to the promised land that, that you walked in, you saw it, you didn't live in it, you live in tents in it, but I'm going to let you know they're going to live in that promised land. And you know the story went on, the story went on, and on, and the children of Israel, the first thing that, that happens to them, you know, listen to me, whenever God makes you a promise, watch for the first incident. Because God made the children of Israel a promise. The first thing that happened to them, as soon as they came out of Egypt, guess what? The Amalekites, the enemy of God, faced them. I'm going to stop you from getting to your promise. So Amalek, Amalek come on, say the spirit of Amalek is here today too. There's a spirit of Amalek in your house. There's a spirit of Amalek in your church. There's a spirit of Amalek in your, Amalek in your country. But God says, um, you're going to see what God said. He's going to defeat every plan of Amal Amalekites. Come on up. Turn to Exodus chapter 17, 8 to 9, and 11 to 16. And I'm not going to read all of it. <laughs> Exodus chapter 17, 8 to 9, 11 to 16. The children of Israel just had a great victory. How many know when God promises something that's a great victory? 
Some of you have been praying and praying and praying, and then all you need is praying, and God will speak a word to you that He's going to do something for you, and you enjoy joining the Lord, and the next thing you know, bam, something hit you. So the children of Israel, as soon as they came out of Egypt, going on, marching on to the promised land, the Malachites came up and said, You think you're going to come through our land? We're we going to stop you. And the Malachites, read some of it, sweetheart, if you can. Exodus chapter 17, I'm starting at verse 8. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rebidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men to go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill. Tomorrow I will stand. On the top of the hill yeah. with the rod of God in my hand. With the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him. And yeah. Fought with Amalek. <laughs> and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Yes. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Listen to me right now. One thing you must do when God makes you a promise, hold on to it. Yes. Say it again. When God makes you a promise, write it down and hold on to it. Uh, carry it wherever you go. Put it in your wallet. Put it in, put it on your on, on your refrigerator. Put it on so you can see. When God makes you a promise. Put it on the wall that you can see it. Yeah. See? So what happened? God, God Almighty, when Moses saw this great army of Amalekites, and if you know about Amalekites, they've been fighting for years. Just read the book of Joshua, they'll tell you how much they were warriors! Great warriors! And I'm not remembering now, the children of Israel is coming out of Egypt. All of them maybe have a bunch of weird um, instruments. They didn't have no agricultural instruments. They didn't have any instruments to, 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 to fight with. But bless God Almighty. Moses said, I got one thing. I got the word of God. I got the rod represents God's word. The rod represents the word of God. He says, I know and I know. Because see, the rod at the time, it was not just a rod. On the rod, they would ascribe all the victories that God had given to them. So Moses had that rod that was given to him, and this is another story I'll tell you later on, given to him, and that rod was passed on to him from Noah until then, and all was on that rod was all the victories that God had given to the man, mankind and given to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. <laughs> and what happened? Moses says, but I don't have the Torah. I don't have the written word. I haven't written it yet. But I got something that God used. <laughs> God used it. Guess what? God used it to defeat Pharaoh. Yeah. 
to defeat that demon Pharaoh. He used that rod to defeat him, and that's all I got. All I'm saying to you, sometimes when, when God makes you a promise, maybe all you got is what God said to you. But hold on to what he said to you, because what he said to you is tied in to the word of God. Everything that God speaks to you is according to his word. So you can hold up his word and say, God, you promised me this. You promised me this. So I'm going to hold it up. When the enemy comes in and starts bringing confusion and bringing all kind of things to my head, bringing all kind of doubt, when the time has passed and years have passed and nothing is happening, what God has spoken to you, you can say, God, I'm going to hold up your word to you, oh God, because somehow what is coming at me right now, I'm going to win. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> you know the story? As he held it up, he would win. And, 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 and how many know you must find in the midst of what God has promised you, do not go to the unbeliever. Always make friends with the believer. Make friends with the folks who believe you? Hey, don't, don't. If they, if anybody comes to you and say, "Well, nah, that's that's that's," that. <laughs> what you just said is crazy. Just walk away from them. They say, "Okay, you don't believe. Let me go to bed. What if somebody who believe me? That they're the ones who want to hold up your hands." So Moses went to who? Who he went to? He went to Joshua, and he went to her. Hey, two guys who were warriors, two guys who believed God, and he said, "I'm going to go to the one who's going to help me." Hallelujah! And what the Bible says, they held up his hands. One with the rod, and they held it up in worship. So whenever you see that happening, hold up, you go in worship. Yeah. Worship is the quickest way to bring God's promise to you. Yeah. Come on, to worship. Yeah. <laughs> and God. But <laughs> so so what loses what after they fought the Amalekites, God said something. He said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book. <laughs> that means God is about to write a book. Amen? How many of you don't write down what God has done for you? Oh, you need to write. You need to have a journal to write down what God has done for you. Every day, God is doing something for you. Right? God is doing. He is doing something. Yeah. Right now, right now, right now, right now is doing something. God is every day. God is doing something. Look, don't ever think that God is not doing something. Oh, if it's just the breath that you breathe, if it's just the oh, you take a deep breath, you give God praise for that breath. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's doing 
<laughs> because why you write down the book that I will because he says and, and he said recount it in the hearing of Joshua tell Joshua about it Joshua is going to be the one who take over from you so make sure you tell him what you're about to tell him that I will utterly what Block out the remembrance of Amalek from under what? Heaven. Notice, notice that he said he's going to do that from under heaven. Come on, say from under heaven. That means he's, the spirit of Amalek would be all over the world. And the spirit of Amalek is still going on today because if you are doubting God, it's the spirit of Amalek is coming at you. But you must stand up with the word of God. God says I will utterly destroy him out of your life. Glory to God. But one thing you have to learn how to do. You got to learn how Why? And the Bible says, right after God said that, Moses built an altar and call its name, the Lord is my banner. Come on, come on, somebody give me a banner here. Where? Come on, give me one of the banners. Where there? Where there? This one over there, but give me a, one I can wait. He said, God, I want you to, God, God says, Moses says he, he built an altar, huh? Because I want to, hey! No. I don't want to. He wanna, he wanna, he just wanna. He said, I tell you, he said, listen to me. You gotta, you gotta get something that you can, they can, you can show them and show off God. Come on, say, you're gonna show off God. Hallelujah. You gotta get something. Hallelujah. You gotta wave your banner when God gives you victory. You wave your banner. That your other enemy, come on, how many other enemies is going to be coming? But you got to know that you know that you know. As you wave your banner, they will see from afar off. Somebody has helped them. Somebody has ministered to them. Somebody has given them victory. And the enemies that is before you will back up and say, I ain't touching them. If they can beat the Amalekites, what would they do to me? <laughs> That's why you find out that all through the time to Mount Sinai, when they got to Mount Sinai, no enemy touched them. Come on, wave your banner. Um, you know what your you know what your banner is? The victories that God has given you. Come on, Sam. How many of Come on. Don't tell me you're not some victory. Don't tell me since you've been serving God that God has not given you some victories. Stop looking at what is happening to you right now and pick up your banner and start worshiping him and say, Thank you, God. You brought me out of the miry clay. You said, on the rock to stay where I was 
shake when they see what God has done for you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Listen to me. You got, you got a God who loves you. You got a God who sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. When everything looked bad, everything looked bleak, when the devil thought he had won, years have passed from God said, the seed of a woman shall bruise the serpent head. And years have passed till even the devil forgot. He didn't even know what was coming because when God said, the seed of a woman shall bruise the serpent head. Hey, nothing gonna happen. The first thing he got done wrong, he said, the seed of a woman, I know the devil is no that I mean know the devil is not omnipotent omnipotent or omnipresent or have all none. How many know that? How many know that you got it? Well you don't know. They don't know They don't know that they, you are bigger than the devil. Amen. Amen. So they don't believe this. You are bigger than the devil. Why are you bigger than the devil? You got the Holy Ghost. The devil don't have the Holy Ghost. He said he, he will tell you things to come. The devil don't know what is coming. If he had known what is coming, guess what? He would not have crucified the Lord of glory. God bowed down and came and he said, I'm looking for a woman who will receive my word. How many of God is looking for you to receive his word? Oh, he listen to this one. He said he was looking. He went to this one. He went to, he went to, God didn't just went to one Mary. There was a whole lot of people in the line of Judah, young ladies in the line of Judah that he could have gone to. But Mary found something in Mary. Is God, God found something in you. Have you? Are you flexible with God? When God speaks to you, are you going to complain and bicker and ask him a whole bunch of questions? Why God? Why? Why you choose me? Why God? Why? Why me? Why? No, God ain't looking for that. He's looking for Mary. Mary says, Be unto me according to your word. God, I know one thing. You got a history. I can go back from Genesis to right now. And I can tell you that everything that you spoke from Genesis to right now has come to pass. And if you're alive right now, you know I'm telling the truth. Because everything that God promised you from the day you were born again has come to pass. And you need to stop it and believe God. And whatever is speaking to you this morning, say, let it. Come to me just like you said it, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 H
Imagine Satan when Satan looked and Mary is walking down the road, 15 years old, pregnant. And then, you know, you, you know, I tell you what, a whole bunch of folks will be talking. Because yeah. everyone of them will say, well, she's a fornicator. Oh, yeah, she was married to Joseph. And she got to have a child with somebody else. Thank God, you're going to need to tell them, yes, I got a child of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah you got you to let them know, yes, see, they won't believe you. They won't believe you when you tell them some things that God is going to do for you. They won't believe you that you're going to be a millionaire. They don't believe you that you're going to drive a nice car. They don't believe you that you're going to go on a vacation and somebody's going to pay for it. They don't believe you. But has happened to me. She ain't got nothing. That's what Satan did. He put Jesus on the cross. He killed him. Huh? And then he put him in a tomb. Wrong. Made a mistake. <laughs> he didn't know he made a mistake. Just like even they will do to you. They'll bury you. They may think that you can't, it's not going to happen. They're bury your, trying to bury your dreams. But you, you hold on to God's word. <laughs> hold it up! 
their faces, say the same thing. Even though you don't have a penny Pinterest, you say, I'm rich, I am powerful, I'm more than enough. I'm more than <laughs> more than enough. And Jesus, what Jesus did. When you need to three days later, they did everything to keep him in there. How many know? I'm gonna say this is a big one now. You better hold on to this one. The Holy Ghost was giving this one. They locked him up in a tomb. They put a big old stone in there. They didn't want to put a big old stone in there, but they sealed it with a seal that nobody else could move. You must understand. People think that when they when they sealed the tomb, it was like just a seal. It was a seal that the same seal, the same way they lock the ark. They put the seal on it. Nobody would touch it because when you have a Roman seal on it, it's sealed. You don't touch it, you're dead. That's why the Roman soldiers, they were shaking in their boots because they know they're dead. Because somebody broke the, broke the seal. You must know this. They're going to bury you. They're going to seal it. They're going to talk about you. They're going to tell everybody. Oh, Sister Honey, there was believing God for healing. And oh, the doctor don't give her six days to live. <laughs> and she's still, she's still believing. <laughs> yeah, still believe. Yeah, if it's just a minute to go, still believe, glory to God. Yeah, yeah. You still believe. Because what happened? They put him in the group. And the Bible says, early in the morning, there was an earthquake. <laughs> hey, God. God will get you through. He'll find a way to bust that tooth open. Hallelujah. It don't matter what. He'll make it happen. Whatever he has promised you, whatever he promised, he's going to bring it to pass. Came out of the grave. Uh, and said, and look and say, oh, who is that? I killed him on the cross. I know he was dead. They pronounced him dead. The Roman soldier pronounced him dead. I know he was dead. I put him in a tomb. How come something moved him out of there? He didn't know that Jesus got it. Come on, say I got it. Come on, say I got it. Something but something but the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. <laughs> I got it. One of these days when you, you're going to start singing that song in front of them. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Do you feel the Holy Ghost? Oh, I got it. Mm -mm -mm. Something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. And suddenly, there was an earthquake. It shook the place. 
and shook the grave, and Jesus came out walking out of that grave. Glory to God. And because he walked out of that grave, he tells you, you can walk out of your grave too. Because when I walk out of that's this grave. I'm walking out of that grave for you. That means everything that comes against you, I am with you. I'm going to make sure whatever I speak to you will come to pass. Come on, shout, I got it. Come on, I got what they don't have. I got what they don't have. I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost and fire. Moses, can you imagine Moses 
led the children of Israel, and he was about to do something great. He was about to go up to Mount Sinai and get the Torah, get the command. Because some folks think that Moses came back down with just the Ten Commandments. It's not true. He came back down with the Torah. He was there for, you know, you know you're not in a mountain for 40 days and 40 nights just to write Ten Commandments. He don't take that long. God was dictating to him the whole Torah. And he comes down with the Torah in his hand. And guess what? The folks, you know what they were doing? They made an idol. A golden calf. Yes. Do you know it was this very day that that happened? This is Yom Kippur. Today is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is today and Monday. This was the time, this very day that took place. And Moses, I want to get, I want to catch this now. Moses came down and when he saw what they were doing, he broke and made it into powder. He could have, he could, he could have killed them. But I want to see something. Before I'm gonna, then I'm, then I'm done. Then I'm done. Turn to Exodus. Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you, <laughs> Exodus. You read it a while ago. Exodus chapter 17. And it says this. Ah, let me get the verse. See, this thing don't write. Let me read. Then the Lord, uh, I think they fought the man, I'm like, right? And, um, no, no, that's not it. Wrong, wrong scripture. Come on, Pastor gave the wrong scripture. All right, Exodus chapter 32, 31. And 33. 31 and 33. I want to read it from this video. Exodus chapter 32. Verses 31 to 33. Read it loud. I can hear it. Exodus chapter 32. I'm starting at verse 31. Right. You say, Pastor's trying to help you. Pastor's trying to help you. To get to your promise. To get to your promise. Amen. Amen. Then read. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a God of gold. Mm -hmm. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, no, 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 Look at it. It says, in the King James, no, in our New King James, it says, if you will forgive their sin, notice that there's a dash between the body, mm -hmm. the, the sin and the body, right? But if not, now, I, 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 I want to hold it right there. I'm trying to show you something. There was a pause. Come on, say a pause. pause. This is the only pause I said in the Bible. There was a pause there. And I said, I saw it. Sorry. I said, was that in the, in the real script? And God said, check it out. So, because I, I, you know, sometimes when you read God's word, always look for some, some, some things that would just would have a whole bunch of meaning in it, but it's just a pause. It's just a pause. 
Come on, say it's just a pause. But it has a whole, it's silent, but it's speaking loudly. So there was a pause there, but, and it starts with a conjunction. Moses was contemplating. Moses was about to say something that is going to cost him eternity. Hey, come on, somebody help me here. Moses was about to say something. So you have to think about it for a while. He said, but if not, I pray, brought me out of your book which you have written. Moses says, if you won't forgive these people, then put me with them. I did the same thing. I'm going to be just like them. That's what God, some of you are not receiving what God has for you because you hold on to unforgiveness. Well, Moses, it was in a, it was in a moment. It was right there in front of him. But what happened? Moses was a different man. Moses had gone through the process. He had gone up to the mountain. Come on, say, I need to get up to the mountain to know God. Because when you get up to the mountain to know God, even what God says to you, you're going to say, no, God, you can't do that. <laughs> That's good relationship with God. Is it? He paused to think about it. And guess what? Can you imagine? God had to change his mind. Because God was going to wipe them out. Let me tell you something. When God speaks, don't ever think that he's going to change his word. Whatever he says, he's going to do. You must know that. But you have to walk in such a way that you will forgive. Come say, I need to walk in forgiveness. Because when I walk in forgiveness, I walk in the presence of God. And what will happen? In the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there's pleasure so I want you to notice, I got the Spirit of God said to stop this right now. Any one of you, any one of you, any one of you right here, if you have unforgiveness, I don't care who it is. The person may not be here right now, the person may be, maybe even dead, right? God, God wants you to give it up today. God wants you to give it up today and forgive. So that you can go on. Because guess what? Moses, down the road, after Yom Kippur, he was about to leave and go to heaven. He was about to go up to Mount Diablo, Mount Bar, whatever. 
the mountain to go die. But he want to make sure he clear his path about the people. Because he was mad. But in that moment of madness, he got his senses and said, No, God, you're not going to kill them. You're going to forgive them. Because God is a good God all the time. Moses found that out. Moses found that out. You know how many times I and this is this is the truth. You know how many times I've stood between a person and God. God was about to wipe them out. And I said, God, no God. I'm telling you. You don't believe God would do it for me. <laughs> you don't know who my God is. I stood up because you know what happened? It don't make no difference to me. It don't make nothing to me to hurt somebody. I don't want to hurt nobody. I want to be like God. Forgive. And forget. Walk in that and God will bless you. Anybody? He said, this is a moment now. This is anointing here. You're walking in unforgiveness. And you want God to forgive you. And you want to forgive that person. And you want to say, Lord, Pastor, put it this way. Sometimes you may be to the point, I'm going to make it such that it's good, easy for you. If you don't want to raise your hands, come see me after this service. And we'll talk about it. That's how important it is. Thank you.